The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to adapt and scale your business to be recession-proof. Joining us is Eric Huberman, who is the founder and CEO of Hawk Media. Hawk Media is a full-service marketing consultancy, which acts as an outsourced CMO for their clients in growing businesses of all sizes and industries on month-to-month contracts. Yesterday, Eric and I talked about his strategies for building a recession-proof business, and today we're going to talk about some growth strategies, including how you can grow using search and social content. Okay, here's the second part of my conversation with Eric Huberman, founder and CEO of Hawk Media. Eric, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me as always. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about how you and some of your clients have navigated their way through the tough times of the coronavirus, through the recession, and really some of the learnings about building a recession-proof business. And I used the term being conservatively aggressive or aggressively conservative in your marketing efforts to make sure that you are operating successfully, but also building a little padding so you have a little room to grow or a little room to spend when times get tough. I like the words cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But let's talk a little bit about some of the channels. We're talking today about search and social content. A couple of things that I think are generally paid channels. So talk to me about what you mean by growing through search and social content. And is that really just a pay-to-play game? It can be, and it can be organic. So I'll start with kind of the differences between search and social, which I'll really use Facebook and Instagram as the examples. And When you're figuring out which channels to go down, it's super important to look at context. What is the context of the audience that you're reaching? And what are they doing? And why are they there? And why are they receiving your advertisements? So with Facebook or Instagram, the context is awesome because everybody sitting on Facebook or Instagram are just wasting time and they're bored. So if you have a service or product that you can just grab someone's attention and get them to buy it, and it can be that impulse buy, that is the best channel you can market on. Because again, you can identify your exact type of customer and reach them with copy and creative you've hopefully tested and tried that you know is going to work at a time when they're just bored and looking for something to do. It's a good time to get someone to buy something. So that's where Facebook and Instagram come in. The downside of those channels is timing. If you have a product that is a solution to a specifically timed problem, it is really hard. For example, let's say you're a DUI attorney. 
it's going to be really hard to market to people on Facebook or Instagram, assuming they may need a DUI attorney. Because even if they have the propensity to have a DUI because they love alcohol or whatever it is, timing it right is going to be tough. That's when Google comes in. Google is really good when you want to target people actively looking for a solution to their problem, whether it's like for Hawk Media and I need marketing help or I need really good talent for marketing, we can show up in those searches. On the other side with Google, it's really hard to get more of the brand side of it. So if you're selling shoes, I always love to use this example, like think about the last time you Googled shoes and then bought a pair of shoes through Google. It doesn't happen. So leveraging Google for more lifestyle sales doesn't work. Leveraging Facebook and Instagram for more needs-driven problem-solving doesn't work as well either. So that's how you kind of complement the two. Other examples of this in terms of context would be YouTube. Don't really like YouTube as an advertising channel because generally you're interrupting someone trying to actively watch a video. You're just annoying them. So you get impressions, which companies love to talk about, but it doesn't actually convert. Once in a while, you can get an anomaly, but generally not. So talk to me whether these are pay-to-play channels. You mentioned YouTube. You can pay-to-play. It seems like you think it's a better content play. What's pay-to-play? What isn't? So pay-to-play, I'm talking about all the advertising side of it. That's what I mean by whether it's Facebook or Google or YouTube. These are their advertising, paid advertising side. To go organically and not pay-to-play, they all have options. So you just said it. YouTube could be your own content strategy, which could be instructional. So if you have a service or product that well, a lot of uh, thought leadership and content would be good around it, you can create that and attract people through YouTube. YouTube is the second biggest search engine. So if you create compelling content that people are actually looking for, you can do really well there. Facebook and Instagram, if you can build really good pages, they do a pretty shitty job of allowing you to reach your audience at this point. Like they want to kill their organic reach because it forces you to pay. So it's not great, but you can make some organic progress on Facebook and Instagram for your own page. Also participating in conversations in Facebook groups and organizations and being a part of a community can help a lot. So there's different ways to leverage Facebook around that. LinkedIn's great for that too. On Google, I mean, everybody's heard of SEO, search engine optimization, it's organic search ranking. That is total, you have potential for that too. And frankly, if you can do that well, you don't necessarily need to spend as much money on Google AdWords and spent in pay to play. But ranking organically is tough. You're competing, you know, there's a little bit of a catch 22, where the better a site does, the more it ranks. So the really big sites out there kind of hold a lot of court on their keywords, and it's gonna be hard to compete with them. And it takes a lot of time to start ranking. It's a slow process. It's an arduous process. And the algorithm changes pretty frequently. But it's also super valuable because it's not like there's a scaling cost there. If you do a good job, it just is a gift that keeps on giving too. So it's usually a mix of both. It's a good way to go organic and paid. So let's take a step back and think about getting ready for a recession. I'm a marketer. I'm trying to cultivate my marketing channels. I know I can pay to play and get instant results. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. And it takes a lot of time and effort to start growing organic results. How do you balance the two? I'll tell you how we did it. So what we did do when coronavirus first hit, and a lot of companies did, and this I don't argue with, is anything that was longer-term benefit, I cut. And I didn't actually cut it because I didn't pull back my marketing budgets. I took all my efforts that were more long-term, like SEO-driven, things like that, and I focused them on quick wins. So my content strategy went from long-term SEO wins to weekly updates on what's going on in this world with coronavirus and thought leadership and things that would attract people today, not maybe six months from now. Same thing happened on our advertising spend. Same thing happened across all our channels. It's like, what do we do to focus on short wins to get through this short period of craziness? Because I also figured that a true full quarantine wasn't going to last more than a few months, which looks like it isn't. So because of that, I was like, this is a sprint, not a marathon, where it's usually a marathon, not a sprint for us. And then went back to some mix of long-term and short-term. The thing I didn't do was pull back on our overall marketing budget, but I reallocated to things that are going to win now. And a lot of our clients did that too. So when you're thinking of the peacetime marketing mix, how much time and what percentage of your budget, let's break it into those two categories, time invested and your budget, are you spending on driving paid versus organic traffic? The paid is always going to be way higher. It just costs a lot more money. Let's say resources, because you have to factor in content production costs and people as well. Counting it all in, I'd still say paid advertising at scale is the most, by far, most expensive part of marketing. That's why they call it paid. Yeah, exactly. And so the other two pieces, meaning owned and earned, aren't going to be nearly the same budget, but they're also a lot less scalable. You can't just ramp up the budget on owned or earned and then do like, I can't double my budget and do twice as much where I can do that on paid a lot of the time. But it's a lot more efficient usually on the other two. So every business is different. It's really just watching the numbers and figuring out that makes sense for you. But in terms of the, as you said, peacetime, which I like the term peacetime marketing mix, it's really just watching where you're getting results, where your weakest link is and where you need to optimize and build better. Because like for Hawk Media, our PR and content is constant and the leverage for us to pull really is mostly paid. That doesn't mean optimizing those other two pieces, owned and earned, or isn't a constant effort, but just increasing it wouldn't do anything for us. Yeah, think of it a little differently. And, you know, in peacetime, you have to think about building the foundation. And to me, that is the time where you invest in paid, you make sure that you're getting a good return on that. And you're taking some of that returns and you're starting to not just put it away and, and you know hide it on the balance sheet, but you're starting to build the mechanisms of your SEO, of your content strategy, of your PR. And that allows you to be somewhat recession proof because when inevitably a recession hits, you don't have to rely on paid. 100%. Like the other pieces of this are what keep on giving regardless of you reinvesting. So that's the other side of that is like, 
once you've already built a base for SEO, you don't lose it that fast either. So totally the time to invest in it is during peacetime. As I was saying, when it's wartime, I did divert a lot of our dollars to like, what can we do right now? It was a lot more unpaid, a lot more on urgent things than it was building long-term SEO benefits. And then during peacetime, 100% agree. That's when you invest in more of that base in that solid foundation of your marketing effort. So that again, when things shift, you have that kind of walled garden for you. So it seems like the strategy here for you know your wartime marketing mix is you're not necessarily adjusting the amount that you're spending. You're not necessarily cutting all of your organic budget. You're just focusing on the things that are going to be near-term wins, right? Your area of focus and the distance you're looking is much more short-term. Exactly. And because if you've done a good job before that of building a base, you should have some sustainability. You probably need to hike that up a little bit because business is going to slow down. That's the nature of a recession. So let's get some things in, like let's try to maintain and get through it. So again, it becomes a little more of a sprint if you can anticipate a sprint. The other side of this is if you think it's going to be a long recession, there's been multiple year recessions, then you probably need to reassess that. It really depends on the environment. Like depending on what comes out of COVID, and how this affects it actually ends up affecting the economy, etc. We may need to change our strategy again. But what we saw initially was this is going to be a sprint, not a marathon. Let's get through it. So let's just accelerate any sales we can. Because then when we come out the other side, we can go back like it's not going to be a huge gap in our longer term strategy. And now we've already gone back to our long term strategy, our sort of peacetime strategy. I think it's great advice. And, and I'm glad that you like the wartime versus peacetime marketing mix metaphor. Hopefully we get to get to get back to peacetime here soon if we're not already there and hopefully it sustains. But Eric, we're going to bring you back one more time to talk a little bit about how to work with marketing agencies when times are good and when times are bad. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Eric Huberman, the founder and CEO of Hawk Media for joining us. In part three of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Eric and I are going to discuss how you can use agencies to adapt for the future. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Eric, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Eric Huberman, E-R-I-K-H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is hawkmedia.com. That's H-A-W-K-E media.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.